morning, Andrew.
Amen. Let us stand together this morning. Let's worship the Lord together this morning. We're so glad to have you in the house of the Lord. Good looking crowd. I know some are not going to be here today for other reasons, but those of you that are here, we're so glad to have you this morning. Uh, You can find this song in the hymn book, or obviously you can see it on the screens this morning as well. Let's worship the Lord together. Well, once a sinner far from Jesus, I was perishing without hope. But the blessed Savior heard me when I cried. Oh, then he threw his robe around me and he led me to his home. And I'm living over
Scripture text is uh, 1 Chronicles. Um, I'm just going to look at a couple verses in chapter 16. Verse 23, he says, Sing unto the Lord, all the earth. Show forth from day to day his salvation. Verse 25, he says, For great is the Lord and greatly to be praised, for he is to be feared above all gods. Looking at verse 29, he says, Give unto the Lord the glory due to his name. Bring an offering and come before him. Worship the Lord in beauty of holiness. Verse 34, he says, Oh, give thanks unto the Lord for his good, for his mercy endureth forever. Verse 36, he said, Blessed be the Lord God of Israel forever and ever. And all the people said, Amen, Amen. and praise the Lord. We can praise him in this house today, class. Church, we can praise him. I'd like to go to the Lord in prayer, and I'm going to give you an opportunity to praise him. Ask your ask request, whatever, whatever you need might be. You can ask in your prayer. Let us all pray. Father, again, we're thankful, Lord, to be in your house. Thankful, Lord, for your word. Thankful, Lord, for the songs that's been sung. Lord, we're thankful for your presence. Lord, we just pray, Lord, that you continue to just touch your people, Lord. Father, we're needy people. We need you, Lord, every day of our life. And, Father, I just pray, Lord, that you would just overwhelm this congregation with your spirit and your presence, Lord. Father, we'll be careful to give you all the praise and all the honor and all the glory for that you do, Lord. Again, Lord, we're thankful to be in your house. Touch and bless. And, Lord, we'll be careful to praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Let's remain standing this morning and let's sing together uh, a couple old choruses uh, together. How many of you know the Bible said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. 
And we're going to sing exactly what that says. This is straight out of the Bible. This song literally says, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. So let's worship the Lord. Well, I was glad when they said unto me.
Lord, we just worship you today. Lord, we welcome you in this place. Lord, we just want to welcome your spirit today. Lord, speak to us today. In Christ's name, Lord, we want to draw close to you today. That's all we want. Lord, let our praise be an incense to you today.
you the demons run and flee at the mention of your name oh, king of majesty there is no power before you today because Lord we know you are worthy of it all Lord we worship you today Lord we ask that you would come down in our midst and minister to your people today so we sing and all the saints and angels they bow before And all the elders cast their crowns before the Lamb of God and sing, you are worthy of it all, you are worthy of it all, well from you are all things, and to you are all Oh 
you just lift your hands all over the house and let's declare it. Lord, you are worthy of it all. Lord, you are matchless and mighty. You are worthy of it all. Oh, Lord, we know from you, for from you are all things, and to you are all things. Oh, you deserve the glory. I want you to sing this unto the Lord. Lord, I will exalt thee. Oh, worship the Lord this morning. I exalt thee. I exalt thee. Can you give the Lord a hand clap of praise in the house this morning? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord today. Hallelujah. At this time, children, you may go to your places of rest in the back. Let the Lord have his way in your life. Let him speak to you in a powerful way. Just go and have a good time. Praise the Lord. Isn't it so wonderful to see so many children in the house of the Lord today? What a beautiful. Let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise for our children. It's so beautiful to see all of these children today. Amen. Amen. You guys look so wonderful today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, I don't know about you, but I was glad when they said unto me, let us go to the house of the Lord. I'm going to tell you right now that there ain't nothing better than going to church. I'm just going to tell you that right up front before I even start preaching. There ain't nothing better than going to church. I can promise you that right now. You can be at a lot of places, but I'm going to tell you right now, church is the best option you've got. Come on, somebody. Act like you've been to church once in your life. Church is the best place you can go. 
I'm going to tell you right now, the Bible says this. Yes, right now, we got someone crying out to the Lord right now. Just stretch your hands that way. It's over here to my right and to your left. Father, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Come on, church. Pray like we never prayed before. Father. Right now, God, I pray whatever he has need of right now. In the name that's above every other name. At the name of Jesus Christ. God, I pray you transcend right there into that pew. My God, my God, my God, I pray right now you'd let the Holy Ghost from heaven. Let it just fall down right there in that pew. Father, there is nothing I'm going to say that's going to do any better than what you've already got to say right now. God, speak to him right now. Speak, Lord. Speak, Lord. Speak, Lord. Lord, let it flow. Let it flow from the top of his head to the crown of his head to the sole of his feet. Let the liquid lava of glory fall. Lord, Shekinah glory resonate in his body right now. Whatever he has need of. Lord, I'm telling you, I don't care how far he had to drive. Today is the day of salvation. Today is the day God visited his people. I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. Oh, God, right now. God, if you haven't stopped by for anybody else, God, I think you stopped by for one today. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, glory be to God today. <laughs> oh, church, I'm thankful for Jesus. Oh, aren't you? Glory. <laughs> glory. <laughs> Woo. Oh, I don't know if you feel the Lord, but I feel him in this place today. Hallelujah. 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 Woo. Oh, glory, glory, glory. Well, if you've never been to a Pentecostal church, this is what it's all about. <laughs> it's not always about how good the preacher is or how great the singing is, but it's about when God shows up and talks to his people. What makes Pentecostal people a little bit different than other folks is because we give God free reign and liberty. We put on the bottom of every schedule. This schedule is subject to change under the direction of the Holy Ghost. Uh, I love it when we don't have to say a thing or a word or do anything, but God just comes on down, and God speaks for himself. I'm telling you, nobody can speak better than God himself. Lord, we thank you that you're in this house today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, glory, glory, glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Woo. <laughs> Oh, Lord, we submit to you today. We wait on your presence. We wait on your spirit. Holy Ghost. <laughs> Ooh, thank you, Holy Ghost, for visiting today. <laughs> hallelujah, hallelujah. Lord, you're worthy of it all. Lord, you're worthy of it all. <laughs> Lord, you're worthy. For from you are all things. And to you are all things. You deserve the glory. Oh, you're worthy, Lord. You are worthy of it 
you believe that today. Lord, you're worthy of it all. <laughs> Woo! For from you are all things, and to you are all things, and you deserve the glory. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> if you're wondering what I'm doing, it's not that I don't have a message. I just don't want to get ahead of God. <laughs> I'd rather God talk than me talk today. Because if I talk, you're going to be significantly disappointed, I can promise you. You're not going to like it, probably. But when God talks, it's always better that way. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Thank you, Holy Ghost. Woo! Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. I don't know how many of you are Pentecostal in nature. Back when I was growing up as a kid, <laughs> I don't even know, God, why you're telling me to do this. This is out of, this is ludicrous. This is the most outlandish thing I've ever done. But I remember as a kid growing up in true Pentecostal services. I'm not talking about the fluff. And you know, some people, they can do what they call try to mimic the Spirit. They try to get a little bit of an emotional roller coaster out of you that ain't the holy ghost the holy ghost ain't about just getting an emotion elicited from you the holy ghost is about coming in and changing your life not making you feel good for a moment some people like to feel good for a moment some people don't like to be changed by the power of the spirit of god but back when i was a kid mostly on sunday nights because you know sunday mornings was for the dignified folks we didn't want to upset any apple carts on sunday morning in case anybody was visiting we didn't want them to think we were kind of crazy folk so we saved this stuff for Sunday night. But as my childhood memory, I remember in a good old Pentecostal service, people start grabbing handkerchiefs. Or if they couldn't find a handkerchief, they'd get a tissue. If they couldn't find a tissue, I've seen people wave blankets. I've seen people take off jackets, suit jackets, or, or sweaters, and use it. they find whatever they could put in their hand. And in Pentecostal services, we call that a wave offering. <laughs> See, I have to understand the purpose of the wave offering because in the Levitical priesthood, when they would present the sacrifice, after they would make the sacrifice, they would pick up the sacrifice, the grain off of that, and they would wave it <laughs> before the Lord. As a sign of saying, God, I offer this sacrifice up to you. Let it be a sweet aroma or a sweet incense into the nostrils of God himself. We wave an offering before the Lord. Now, I know we're not doing tithes and offerings like we used to. We're doing them in drop boxes. So I'm not going to ask you to take out your 20s and your 50s and your $100 bills and dropping them in somewhere. But I will say that those priests would get and stand before the people of God and they'd wave it as that sacrifice. 
We sing it around here sometimes. We bring the sacrifice of praise into the house of the Lord. The second line of that song says this, and we offer up to you a sacrifice of thanksgiving. Lord, we offer up to you a sacrifice of joy. See, I, I'm not asking God to do a lot today because, you know, God's already done plenty for all of us. I got friends right now that are in the hospital battling COVID and other things and families that have been sick with COVID and other things. But, but I, I got to just tell you that, and I know it probably comes redundant and you think I'm a broken record, but, but I always think you can't ever give God enough credit for what he's done. Some of you in here have been through COVID, came out of COVID, been quarantined, came out of quarantine. And you've been exposed to it, came out of it. Some of you battled sicknesses. Some of you have had uh, ailments in your body. Some of you have had God divinely, I mean divinely heal you of something in your life, whether it was uh, some kind of shoulder issue, whether it was you were having ailments in your back or pain in your body. God's divinely healed some folks in this church. People have went through COVID and have come out on the other side, on this side of heaven, rather than on the other side of heaven. We have seen God do some great stuff around here. And the Bible tells me God's no respecter of persons. He's the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. If he did it then, he can do it now. If he can raise Lazarus, he can raise dead people up today, spiritually dead people, right out of their bed of affliction, right off of their deathbed of hospital, or right out of their sin-sickened state, dead in their trespasses and sin. God can resurrect them in the blink of an eye if he wants to. But I'm also reminded that while God has been good, Sometimes I think our level of blessings is correlated to our level of thanksgiving to the Lord. Sometimes I think God wants to give us more, but he first wants to know if we're grateful for what we've already been given. Because I've learned a long time ago two things. One, God's always good no matter what happens. God's always good. And two, I learned you never can outgive God. You give it, you commit it to God's hand, you press it down, shake it together, run over. You give it to God, I promise you, you won't leave here less than what you came with. If anything, when you give it to God, you'll leave with more than what you came with. Certainly not less than what you came with with God. And I learned a long time ago that if I come to church with an expectation I'm not going to get anything, you know what I'm going to leave with? Nothing. You hear this preacher this morning. If I come to church with the expectation of not getting anything, I'm going to leave here with absolutely nothing when I walk out of that door. But if I get up in the mornings, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and for all counts and purposes, definitely on Sunday morning. If I wake up and I put on my clothes and I brush my hair and my teeth and I go out to face the world... But on Sunday mornings especially, every day, but especially on Sundays, if I know I'm going to the house of God, if I get up with an expectation, God, I'm going to your house, and I expect and hope that I'm going to meet you there. And I come with a prayer of thanksgiving on my lips and a praise on my heart. And I walk through those double glass doors, and I walk to that tile foyer. When I walk into this padded, carpeted facility, when I get to those doors right here and I sit down and Brother Marion's teaching or Brother Randy's teaching or Sister Sandy's teaching, if I still have in the back of my mind, God, I've come to your house. I may not have found anything yet, but I've come to your house with an expectation that when I leave here, I'm going to leave here with something that I didn't come with, either more of you or less of what I brought of the baggage with me. But one way or the other, I'm leaving with something different than what I came with today. 
See, some people brought a lot of stuff with them when they come to church, so they need to leave that here. Some people didn't come with anything, so they need God to go with them when they leave out of there. And I believe with all my heart, if you come to church and you say, God, I'm here. The Bible says God always visited his people when they sought or seek after him. Meaning when you pray and you ask God to come, the Bible said where two or three agree is touching any one thing. God is in the midst. I'm not a math scholar, but I'm pretty sure I can count to three. I've got that far. After three it gets a little touchy, but I can get to three. Last time I checked, there were more than three people in this room today that belong, I believe believe God can. I'm going to tell you, I've won, so all i got to have is two other people to do it. And I'm pretty sure there's at least two other people in this auditorium that believe God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above that which my mind can think or comprehend according to His riches in Christ. I believe at least two other people beside me believe that I don't have to leave the same way I got here today. I just need two. I don't even need all of you. Now, if all of you want to join, praise God. But I don't even need y'all. I just need two of you. The Bible said two or three. He didn't say I needed 40. Two or three. So if only two other people would join me today, the rest of y'all can take the day off. And y'all can help me next week. Because I only need two other people today for God to show up and be in our midst. That's what he said. That's his word, not mine. This is what I believe with all my heart. What you bring to God, you can either leave it with God and exchange it for something better. Or you can leave the same way you came, burdened down, broke down, depressed, downtrodden. You can leave here wishing to the good Lord. I don't even know why I made the effort to go to church. That's not God's fault if you leave that way. That's your fault. You hear what this preacher just said. I'm not trying to be mean. I'm not trying to be vindictive. I'm not trying to be one of of them old-timey preachers that's just trying to beat my brow down. No, I'm telling you right now, if you leave here miserable, you have nobody to blame but yourself. Because it wasn't because God was not able. God is able. So if you say, well, Pastor, I, I left today. I don't really get nothing out of church. That's not God's fault. Don't you put that on God. You better put that back on you because God is able. It's on you. It's on you. I got a message. Sure, I can preach. But I love, and I say that not loosely but sincerely, love it when God comes and talks himself. Not because I don't love to preach, but because I can preach for 25 years non-stop and if God doesn't empower it I wasted 25 years of my life I could preach for the last two and a half years of this body to this body of believers and if God does not anoint anything that I say all I have done is given you a nice motivational pep talk and have not really done anything to help you change your life now I'm going to say something that's going to rock your theology. There's a lot of churches that give motivational pep talks. They don't have the Spirit of God in them. They may have church on the sign, but God's not in the building. Hello. Come on, somebody. Some of y'all act like y'all don't know what I'm talking about. Television's full of those people. Millions of dollars trying to make 
1995. If you pay 1995, I'll anoint a prayer cloth. I'll send it to you, and it'll heal you because I got some oil from, from an olive tree that I extracted out of Jerusalem. I'm going to tell you right now, you can go right there to Bilo or Food Line or Dollar General or whatever, buy you some Pompeii extra virgin olive oil. It has nothing to do with the oil that's in the bottle. It's the oil called the Holy Ghost. The oil in the bottle has nothing. As far as I'm concerned, you ain't even got to have oil. You can go take Crisco for all I care. You can go take lard out of the butter jar if you want to. You can take butter. I can't, you put, I can't believe it's not butter on your face if you want to. I don't care how slick you are. I don't care if you're sleep. We pour a whole bottle of it over your head and drop you in a deep fryer. Nothing's going to change unless the Holy Ghost of God himself comes down and touches you. It's not the oil in the bottle. It's the oil on the inside working on the outside that's going to make a difference. Here's what happens. There's a lot of churches. They got people that will give up and give you a good pep talk. Pastors that ain't been praying, pastors that ain't been studying, whatever you want to go with, but, but they give you a good, feel good. Woo, send you on your way. Those are also the same churches that very rarely, if ever, you ever hear God talk. You always hear what man talks and says. Some churches won't even let God talk because they're afraid of what he may say or do, so they keep God in a man-made box so that man can talk rather than God can talk. But can I tell you, God was never intended to stay in a box. He put himself, he put the presence of God in the Ark of the Covenant for a season of time. But the Bible said that that same temple veil that hid the Ark of the Covenant on the other side of the Holy of Holies, when Jesus died on Calvary's cross and said it is finished, that temple veil read from top to bottom and the apostle Paul said it like this that now I have access to the throne room where I can boldly come in to the throne room in my time of need and I can make my petition straight to my high priest the Bible said there is no other high priest of the order of Melchizedek than Jesus Christ himself I've been gained access to the throne room I don't need a pastor to pray for me I don't need a Sunday school teacher to pray for me I can pray for myself because I've got a high priest that's making intercession on my behalf right at this very moment I've got God on my side today the Bible said he prays for me he prays for me the Bible says I can boldly walk in there and say God I need help in my time of need not all churches allow that to happen I have said it since the day one I was here I put it on every we gave out the sheets to our band the order of service we do it a little bit differently now but on the order of service that I used to give out on the bottom of it in very indelible ink at the very bottom after all the set list and all the stuff I put on that very bottom line this schedule or this set list or whatever is subject to change under the direction of the Holy Ghost because I don't care if I had you are worthy of it all scheduled on the set list. If God said halfway through the morning worship, you need to sing because he lives. The, the, he worthy of it all is going off the list and because he lives going on the list because God said that's what's next. Not because what I picked, what God picked. But I also believe that it's, the two, it's a two-way street because I believe, and I say this, as long as I am physically able body to do what God has called me to do they will never and I say this and I pray the Lord will hold me true to my covenant and promise before God and man if God lets me have enough finite and, and cognitive functions to 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 do this as long as I am able and living 
There will never, as much as I can possibly help it, come a time that I am going to let God be put back in a box and let man's performance and show be on the screen rather than God speaking for himself. I don't care if I get to preach. I don't care. I, listen, I don't care if there's a guest preacher. If God's moving, he'll have to wait another time. But I want God to speak more than I want anybody else in this building to speak, including me, including me. But here's the bottom line. But what about you? What about you? What do you mean, preacher? What do you mean, what about me? What did you come today expecting from God? Did you expect to come today and hear a few good singing, a, good, a little bit of singing, and some good musicians playing, and a couple little cool little points to tell you about Jesus, and slide you over and just make you feel good about yourself so you could go home and have your crock pot macaroni and cheese and cube steak and say, oh, wasn't it good to go to church today? Is that what you expected, or did you expect more than that? Because when I come to church, I expect more than just a quick get-me-over-feel-good time in the Lord. I want something that's going to last a long time with the Lord. Some of y'all have been working this week. Some of y'all have had to deal with jobs. Some of y'all have been dealing with grandkids. Some of y'all have been dealing with stressors. You don't need a feel-good. You need a touch-from-the-Lord kind of service. Amen? But I believe with all my heart, that a lot of people show up to church on Sunday waiting for a pastor to give them a good word. I'm not saying that you shouldn't come with an expectation that a pastor or a speaker hasn't heard from God. No, you should come with that expectation. But that should not be the primary reason you're here. You should come to church just... Now, if the pastor preaches and he gives you a word, then praise the Lord. But you should come not just to hear good singing or to wait for the pastor to give you a word from God. In fact, I, I, was, I told this to somebody the other week and it got me in trouble. But if you know me, you know I'm not one that's really trying to make friends very often. So friend, making friends is not my strength. Yeah, somebody and I were having a conversation. They said, you know, when I go to church, I'm just looking for a word from God. And you know me, I, my mind said it before I caught it. I spoke it before I really caught what I said. I said, well, that's the stupidest idea I've ever heard in my life. What do you mean? I can't believe you'd say something like that. You're a preacher for crying out loud. Yes, I am. What are, you, what are you trying to say? You're trying to say I shouldn't go to church and hear a word from the Lord. I said, no, I didn't say that. I said, you said you only go to church to hear a word from the Lord. I said, let me ask you a question. What was your Bible reading this morning? Your devotion. Oh, I had not had time to do that. Man, I've been busy. I just had not time. You know, I, I, I'll have to try to catch up tomorrow. Oh, so you didn't read his word today. Man, I didn't have time. I was just busy. Oh. But you're going to church tomorrow to get a word from the Lord. Yeah, man, I, gotta, I, need some, I need something from God to get me through. There's Genesis. There's Exodus. There's Leviticus. There's Numbers. There's Deuteronomy. There's Joshua, Judges, Ruth, 1st and 2nd Samuel, 1st and 2nd Kings, 1st and 2nd Chronicles, Ezra, Nehemiah, Esther, Job, Psalms, Proverbs, Ecclesiastes, Song of Solomon, Isaiah, Jeremiah, Lamentations, Ezekiel, Daniel, Hosea, Joel, Amos, Obadiah, Jonah, Micah, Nahum, Habakkuk, Zephaniah, Haggai, Zechariah, Malachi. That's just the Old Testament. Anybody need a word from the Lord? Come on, somebody. Do you need a word from the Lord? I just gave you plenty of books to go read about it. Well, you say, well, Pastor, I don't... 
I don't know if that's enough for me. Well, you know, I, I, I wouldn't want you to feel like you got left out. So let me just go ahead and start with the other part of the book. I got Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Acts, Romans, 1st and 2nd Corinthians, Galatians, Ephesians, 1st and 2nd Thessalonians, Colossians, 1st and 2nd Timothy, Titus, Philemon, Hebrew, James, John, 1st and 2nd Peter, 1st and 2nd, 3rd John, Jude, Revelation. I got 66 reasons why you could have a word from God today. I didn't even, even have to preach. I gave you 66 words from God today. Oh, Pastor, I came to church to hear from word from the Lord. Let me give you, I just gave you 66 words straight from God. So when you leave today, you tell everybody, my pastor gave me 66 words from the Lord because he's already given his word. What am I going to do? The Bible said not one dot, not one tittle will pass away, but my word will forever stay settled in heaven. I don't need to give you a word from God. God himself has already given you a word. And the word became flesh and it dwelt among us. And we've seen his glory, the glory of the one and only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. The Bible said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. If anyone comes to the Father, let him come through me. Jesus said in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. I'm about to tell you this morning, you don't need a Word from me. You need a Word from God today. This is the only Word you need today. Come on, church. Act like you've been to church today. I read to you a couple weeks ago this passage of Scripture. Many are they that increase, that trouble me. And many are they that rise up against me. And many of them that say of myself, there is no help for them in God. Now, I'm not going to get to preach the second part of this message, so you'll have to come back next week to let me tell you the rest of the story. But I'm going to go ahead and tell you the rest of the chapter. You want to go check me out? Go ahead and go to Psalms 3 so you can see that I'm not lying to you what I'm about to tell you. We all got troubles that increased around us. We all got problems going on in our lives. We all got family members that's got jacked up, messed up problems that we're dealing with. We got the black sheep to the family, the white sheep to the family. We got all kinds of, we got more goats than sheep in the family. That's what we got. We got a whole mess of people in our family. We got some people's family walking through hell or high water right now. Marriages that have been blown apart. Children that have lost parents. I mean, just destruction all around us. Many of the creatures that have troubled me. And many of them that say there's no help for him in God. But verse 3 said, but thou. But thou. Talking about the Lord. But thou, O Lord, are a shield for me. The glory and the lifter of mine head. You want a word from God? I just gave it to you. It doesn't matter how bad it gets. It doesn't matter how bad it seems. It doesn't matter how much hell and high water comes against me. But thou, O Lord, but you, O God, but Jesus, but the Lord himself, you are my shield. You're my buckler. You're my glory. I'm the lifter of my head today. Well, you want more? Let me give you more. Verse 4. You guys have it back there by chance? Caden, do we have it in that screen? It should be just after each point. I don't know if we have it in there or not. Verse 4. I want you to read it so you don't know I'm not lying to you. He said, I cried to God when I was in trouble. I cried to Him. You know what crying is? You know, you go look that up, you know what He's saying? I prayed. That's what He meant. I sat down on my bed. I had tears streamed down my face. 
I had everything breaking all around me. My family was in shambles. My marriage was in shambles. My church was in shambles. My children were lost. My, and in David's case, my child's overthrowing the kingdom, and he's running me out of my own house. He's having inappropriate relationships with my own wives and concubines. He's making a democracy of my... He's making a... Uh, defacing everything I've done, and he's, he's, he's making me look like a horrible person in front of the people of God. I laid down. I didn't know what to do, so I prayed. Can I tell you this morning... When you don't know what to do, the best thing you can do is put up, shut up, and go talk to God. That's the best option. Get off of Facebook and put your face in the book. Get off of Twitter. Get off of Instagram. Get off of Snapchat. Get off of TikTok. The only TikTok you need to worry about is stopping the clock so you can get into a prayer room and don't worry about how long the TikTok or the clock is going. You need to get into a room with God. You need to get off of Facebook. Put your face in the book called the B-I-B-L-E. Yes, that's the book for me. I stand alone on the Word of God, the B-I-B-L-E. I'm going back to the roots. I'm going to talk to God is what I'm going to do. He said, I cried unto the Lord with my voice. This contradicts all people that say you don't ever have to pray out loud. <laughs> I've been amazed. People say, well, Pastor, I'm just not one that prays out loud. I didn't say you had to pray in front of all of us. People used to say, well, Pastor, I don't want to be called on to pray in church. I'm not going to call on you to pray in church in front of people. I'm not going to embarrass you. I didn't say you had to pray the blessing in front of everybody either. But I'm going to tell you, and you don't have to agree with me. When you become the preacher, you can preach it any way you want to. You can do this. But since I'm still the guy at least one more week on the side, I'm going to tell you it my way. Even if you're by yourself riding in a car, there is no justification that you can't say that God should never audibly hear you talk to Him. Ever. You say, well, Pastor, I pray in my heart. I'm a quiet prayer. Even in my car, I just listen to the music and I pray. I promise you one thing. When it gets bad enough, you'll be calling somebody. If you don't call on God, you'll pick up the telephone and call somebody. But you'll tell somebody, I promise you. By a show of hands, God, I'm going to get myself in trouble right here. But you know what? I don't make friends very well. I already told you. By a show of hands, how many of you have this week, at least one time? Now, some of you might still be in the archaic ages. I'm not even going to say it's a cell phone. It might still be a rotary phone. I don't know. But how many, some of you might have even used one where you had the line that strung all the way down to the street. And you just played it, let it just echo all the way down the end of the road. But how many people this week from last Sunday to today at least one time audibly had a conversation via telephone, via cell phone, or even in person? You audibly said words to somebody during the course of this week. Don't you lie before God. Because if you say you ain't said nothing to nobody this week, come here because I'm going to make you talk to me right now. That's what's about to happen. Because ain't none of you in here mute. So if you have the ability to converse with the neighbor, and you got the ability to gossip about the church across town that you don't like, or you got the ability to worry about what's going on on the job with other people, you got no excuse why you can't call them out before God either. You heard what I just said? There's too many people in this world right now talking to other people when they really should be talking to God. Quit talking to each other and start talking to God. Because you know what? I can't fix it. Brother Marion can't fix it. Brother Larry can't fix it. Brother Randy can't fix it. But if you talk to God, he can fix it. He can fix it. I cried unto the Lord with my voice. And here's my favorite part. He heard me. Because the Bible said God inhabits the praises of his people. It also says that when I pray... God listens to my prayer. 
And out of his holy hills, he heard me. Selah. Anybody know what Selah means? Anybody? It's a break. It's like a praise break. <laughs> I know we don't do that a lot around here. Because uh, probably most of y'all wouldn't know what that is. You would just look at me like I'm crazy when I say, let's have a 30-second praise break. You'd be like, Pastor, what is wrong with you? But sometimes in the Bible, <laughs> Lord, help me today. I know this ain't the word, this ain't the word I, that you expected to hear, but I'm going to tell it to you anyway. Sometimes in the Bible when they would have church, <laughs> I'm not talking about know how to do church. I'm talking about when they had church. There's a difference. Some people know how to do church. They got all the lights, the smoke, the fog, the program. They know how to do church. They just haven't been to church, if you know what I mean. They get in a good service. See, back in that day, they were they'd have timbrels and they'd have people and the, they would dance before the Lord, like interpretive movements, and they would work. They had church. They went to church. They had church. But every so often, in the middle of whether it was the sermon, whether it was the song service, or in David's case, in the middle of his prayer. Something would change in the atmosphere. <laughs> and they had to take a little break and enjoy the moment. <laughs> it's kind of like somebody who told me a couple months ago, or a couple weeks ago, they had been battling COVID for months and they had lost their taste. A couple weeks ago, their taste started coming back. They had a bowl of ice cream. They said, I put one scoop in and, he, and they said, I just let it dissolve. I didn't even want it to leave my mouth. It just tasted so yummy. I just let it just salivate on my palate. I just let it just melt on my tongue. It tasted that good. That's what it was like going to church sometimes back then. God's presence would be moving, and they would sometimes be like, whoa, I don't know what just changed in the atmosphere, but I'm going to take just a second, and I'm going to enjoy the moment with God while I got a chance. It was their version of a praise break. Give me just a moment. Now, some folks... Their praise break might be sitting down and just praying and just, whoo, thank you, Jesus. Huh. Other folks' praise break, they may go walking. I've seen Jericho laps walking around buildings. We talked about it Wednesday night about the walls of Jericho. I've seen people walk around walls of their life. I've seen people get up and just lift their hands in the moment, cry before the Lord. But David, I believe, was the father of praise. He just knew how to praise God real good. In fact, David says this. The Ark of the Covenant came back to Jerusalem. He was making his way back finally from the house of Obed-Edom. David saw it afar off, off of the palace wall, off palace porch. He runs downstairs and he starts to worship the Lord as the presence of the... The presence of the Lord hadn't even got to church. God, have mercy. Lord, don't let me go here. I'm going to ruin somebody's theology today. Sometimes you got to praise God before His presence ever shows up in the building. Because the praising of him might usher the presence of him inside. David saw him afar off. He started praising the Lord. He got so excited. He's got his own kingly robe on and his crown on. He looks like the dignified pastor of town. He's got it all put together. But David had a Selah moment. He's worshiping the Lord and something got into him. Now I know David was Jewish. But I really believe he had to have some African-American blood in him. Because he had rhythm. How do you know, Pastor? You know, I don't see that in the Bible. Oh, yeah, he had rhythm. 
Because the Bible said he began to dance before the Lord. Dancing requires rhythm or you look like an idiot. Hello. Y'all don't believe it? Ask these teenagers to show you TikTok videos. Just people out there look plumb stupid. They are the dumbest looking people trying to pull this stuff off. They're just dumb looking. They gotta have rhythm. The Bible said he started shouting. He started shouting so bad and so much that his kingly robe fell off and ended up in the street. Listen to what I'm about to say. He shouted right out of his priestly garment, his kingly robe. Shouted right out of his clothes. Right out of them. You know that's good shouting when you come, when you shout out your clothes. I ain't talking about the stain fighter shout. I'm talking about shouting to God with a voice of triumph. His wife said, David, you look like an idiot. You've embarrassed me. You've embarrassed my father Saul's kingdom. You've, you've made a, democ- a, a, a mockery of yourself. You've made us all look like idiots out here. You know what David said? Oh, woman, you, you don't even understand. You think this is bad? I'll even become more undignified than this. Some may think it's foolishness, but I will become even more undignified than this. You know what David is saying? There's only one person that has the right to wear the king's garment. There's only one person that has the right to wear the priestly garment. And the Bible said, I am a royal priesthood of the order of Melchizedek. I am a chosen priesthood, a royal generation that's been set aside for the sanctification and set apart for God, the master's use. David realized, oh, I'm standing before the king of kings and the Lord of lords and the high priest. I'm not wearing a king's garment. I'm not wearing a priestly garment because I'm not worthy to stand before him wearing that because I'm just a sinner saved by grace. I'm just a pauper that he turned into a prince. No, I'm going to praise the king of kings, the Lord of lords, the high priest of God himself. And here's what happens. He started shouting. He had a sailor moment. David's having a moment right here. I cried to the Lord. He heard my voice and out of, he heard me out of his holy hill. All of a sudden, something got in David's spirit. Something got in his knees. David, I cried to the Lord. He's crying. Crying normally means you're pretty sad. You're pretty upset. Most people don't cry for fun. Unless some of y'all watch Hallmarks and then maybe. But that's not for fun. That's still crazy. They're crying. He's all upset. But all of a sudden, he's praying. And I tell you, when you start praying, God will start changing everything in the situation. You ain't got to fix it. The more you pray, the quicker he changes things. David's crying out to the Lord, Lord, my son's doing this, my son's doing that, this is happening, that's happening. And the Bible said all of a sudden David felt the presence of the Lord walk into the room. And David said, whoa, I just felt a wave of glory walk into this room. Can I tell you this morning, when you walked in this building this morning, you might have thought, well, I don't like the songs they're singing. I don't like the music they're playing. I don't even like the preacher's message. I know he's going to continue part two of Hold On, uh, Help Is On The Way. I may not even like that preacher. In fact, I don't like anything that man says. The only reason I'm coming this morning is because somebody made me feel guilty about going to church. I'm 
probably never going to that church again if I can get away. I don't know what you came to, but I'm telling you this morning, you can hate my guts. You can never come back here if you want to, but I'm telling you right now, you came to the wrong place at the wrong time if you thought you were going to get out of here with an easy pass because somewhere around that, you are worthy of it all. Something walked into the room and something changed in the atmosphere and I may not have got up from the piano and I may not have had to move the way I normally would, but all of a sudden, there was some people had a sailor moment. The presence of God started moving and they just had to take a moment and spend with God. Oh, I'm telling you right now, it would do some of us some good from time to time to not be so dignified, so carbon carbon copied, cookie cutter worshipers, but sometimes in the middle of a song we don't even like, in the middle of a message we don't even like, sometimes to say, I may not like the song, I may not like the preacher, but I love the Lord, and that's all I'm here for today. And let my feet get to dancing, let my spirit get to moving, and start worshiping my God, I already feel Him. And let my feet start to moving and feel the Word of the Lord. You say, well, Pastor, I don't like some of the stuff. I'm telling you what, if the song mentions Jesus, you can praise that song. You can praise the, uh, the Lord through that song. You say, well, Pastor, how do you feel that? I like the old stuff. So do I. Well, Pastor, I like the new stuff. So do I. But if it mentions the name of Jesus, whether I like it or I don't, that is a name that I recognize. Because at that name, every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that He is Christ the Lord. If the only word of the song was Jesus, that's enough for me. I cried unto the Lord and He heard me. Watch this. i got to hurry. I went to sleep. Verse 5. I went down and went to bed. Because after I talked to the Lord, I felt pretty good about it. I was stressed about it before I prayed about it. But after I prayed about it, God gave me a peace that surpasses all human understanding. Oh, the problem, Sister Beulah, was still there, but God said he had it so I could lay down and go to sleep that night. Oh, COVID was still there, but I could lay down knowing the next morning if God woke me up, he gave me another day to live. Oh, I still had this situation before me, but God told me he's got it. So I laid down and I went to sleep. Here's the thing. When you're stressed out, you don't sleep well. You stay awake. Because it's on your mind. The only way David could sleep is because something had got inside of him. Remember what I said? Go back to verse 4, Kenyon, if you can. Look at the last word in verse 4. I cried to him, Selah, after David had a praise break with God. Verse 5. He said, well, that was good enough for me. I've had a good time going to the house. And I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. This is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad. And I will enter his gates with thanksgiving in my heart. I will enter his courts with praise. I'll say this is the day that the Lord has made. And I will rejoice. For he has made me glad. When I left church, I went home Sunday afternoon. I flipped that lazy boy recliner up. I still had the same problem. I still was facing the same adversity. I still had the same situation but I kicked back in that lazy boy recliner and I said if God be for me who can be against me greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world and I went to sleep then I woke up in time to get back for Sunday night church at 6 that was just a plug just to let you know we have that still (laughs) I laid down when I woke up Guess what I found out, Brother Primo, when I woke up? God had still sustained me even through my sleep. The problem might have still been there, but God kept me safe even in the middle of my slumber and my sleep. I will not be afraid of the ten thousands of people who have set themselves against me. Arise, O Lord, save me, O my God. 
You have struck all my enemies on the cheekbone. You have broken the teeth of the ungodly. Salvation, verse 8. Salvation belongs to the Lord. <laughs> Salvation belongs to the Lord. But that's not it. The blessings of God is for the people of God. And then notice what happens again. David said, oh, Lord, it's been rough, but you've helped me defeat my enemies. You struck 10,000 on my right side and my left side. Lord, you've broken the cheekbone of the ungodly. You've, gave, you've made a way <laughs> where there was no way. Lord, I believe that salvation, glory, honor, and dominion belong unto you and the blessings unto your people. And right before he was getting ready to walk out of that room, he said, wait a minute, I felt that glory come in one more time. Let me just stay with God one more second. God's not through with me yet. And he took another 30 seconds and he just had a time with the Lord, I don't care if it's 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock, 12, 15, or 3 o'clock in the morning. Whenever God comes by and visits his people, you need to just take a time out. You need to just say the television can wait. The crock pot can wait. Gilligan's can wait. Oh, the restaurant can wait. But as for me and my house, we go just worship the Lord. We go praise the Lord. We go, I wish somebody would praise the Lord in this house today. So here's what we're going to do. This is the craziest thing I've ever done in my life. God, I can't even believe I'm this dumb. There should be tissues on each pew somewhere. If not, make friends with somebody because do better than the preacher. Make a friend. Find a tissue. Find a handkerchief. Find a snot rag. I'm not asking you to, to use somebody else's snot rag. Get your own, your own fresh one. Fresh ones. Don't, don't share them. I don't care if you are married. Don't share it. I know sharing is caring, but so is COVID. We don't want that, so... Right? You got it? <laughs> I don't know why I did this because it's a horrible band. You got to come back. You can just give your handkerchiefs up. I need the band to come back. Just, just come on back. Let's come on back. Y'all going to worship the Lord with your gifts and talents. I appreciate you having handkerchiefs, but you're going to worship the Lord with talents today. The Bible says if you got a talent and you don't use it, God will take it. Ha! Woo! Lord, I feel you in this house. E flat for me, Miss Carol. We're gonna go to E flat. <clears throat> Whew. I better I better hand me that red. Well, I can do it with this one. Uh well it's on the front pew. That's okay. I'll use this black one so I don't blow this one out. Here's what we're gonna do. We don't let you go home. I'm gonna let you go home. But after you praise God for a minute. Because <laughs> you didn't come to church to just to feel good. You came to church to leave knowing God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above that which you can think or comprehend. You came to church to hear from God. I've given you 66 words from God. So this morning we're going to leave here praising God just like we should have been when we came in this morning. Hello, preacher. We should have been praising and worshiping the Lord before the song ever got sung this morning, before a note ever got played. We should have walked in here and said, I expect that God's going to be in the midst of his people today. And I am waiting with an expectation for God's glory to fall in this place today. So here's what we're going to do. I don't know. Just go back to the first one. Well, I was glad. Where's he platforming? Glad, glad, glad. Is that it? I was glad when they said unto me. Come on, stand all over the house. I was glad when they said unto me. Oh, I was glad. I was glad when they said unto me. Come, let us go. Come, let us go into the house 
don't you do this but I've been teaching a series on Wednesday night out of the book of Joshua some of y'all got some walls that need to fall some of y'all got some struggles that need to come down some of y'all got some marriages that need to be put back together some of y'all got some families that need some stuff fixed in it I want you to if you're willing I want you to make me a line right here I'm gonna start the line but I just need some folks right here with me you can see you got 360 degrees you can see the screens so here's what we're going to do. We're going to march around these walls like we know what we're believing. Here we go. I was glad when they said unto me. I was glad. I was glad when they said unto me. Oh, I was glad when they said, come, let us go. Let us go into the house of the Lord. I was glad. I was glad when they said unto me. Oh, I was so glad, I was glad, I was so glad, I was glad when come let us go into the house, come let us go into the house, oh, so glad, we're so glad. I was glad, I was glad when they said unto me. Well, I was glad when they said unto me. Come, let us go. Let us go into the house. Oh, so glad, so glad. So glad, so glad. So glad, so glad. Oh, I was glad, I was glad when they said Here's what we're going to do. We're going to sing it one more time. And when I end this song, we're going to sing it one more time. I was glad when they said unto me, glad they said unto me, so glad, so glad. And back then I was glad. We're going to sing it one last time. When I hold this fist up, the Bible said when they walked around the walls of Jericho, Joshua told them, you wait till I give the signal and then you shout unto God like you've already got the victory. The Bible said that he told them, the walls haven't fell down, but you shout like the walls already have come down. So we're going to sing this song. And when I put this hand up like this to let this band know we're done, we're going to shout like we already know God's took care of it before it even happened. I don't care how he does it. I don't care if God rewrites history to do it. I really don't care how he does it. I'm just going to shout God's going to do it. <laughs> 
That's what I'm going to shout. You can shout anything you want to. You can say hallelujah, thank you, Jesus, glory to God. You can jump up and down. You can run the aisle. I don't care how you feel like moving. But you better have a Selah moment with the Lord. And you better let God's presence come down and just get you to move it a little bit and worship the Lord. Well, I was glad when they said unto me. Oh, well, I was glad I was glad. Let us go, let us go Well, so glad, well, so glad Well, so glad, well, so glad Oh, I was glad, I was glad when they said unto me Oh, I was glad Oh, I was glad, I was glad when they said, Come, let us go, come, let us go into the house of the Lord. Can we give God a praise in this house today? Come on, shout out to God with a voice of triumph. Shout out to God with a voice of praise. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. He has broken the chains. He's broken the bondage. Oh, let the redeemed of the Lord. Oh, let them say so today. Hallelujah. Woo! Woo! Oh, some of you got the idea. Come on, worship him. (laughs) Worship him. (laughs) Thank you. Oh, come on, worship the Lord. Oh, if God be for you, who can be against you? Oh, your name is great, Lord, and greatly to be praised. You're the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. Oh, we worship you, Lord. We glorify your name, Lord. We give you glory in this house, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Oh, thank you, Lord. (laughs) Woo! (laughs) Oh, thank you, Jesus. Let me ask this question. How many can actually say I was glad? (laughs) When they said unto me, let's go into the house. Yes, let's go into the house of the Lord. <laughs> Woo! Oh, are you thankful for Jesus? Are you thankful for Jesus? <laughs> oh, yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> Woo! might be first time guests we would love for you to fill out that connection card in the seat in front of you and let us know about your visit <laughs> uh, but we are Pentecostal in case you didn't know what church you came to today <laughs> welcome to church 
We are Church of God, Cleveland, Tennessee. We believe in the verbal inspiration of the Bible, rightly divided. But we also believe in the last day, miracles and signs and wonders. And we believe that there is still an outpouring and manifestation of the Holy Ghost of God that is still yet to fall, where sons and daughters will prophesy and old men will dream dreams and young men will see visions. And even upon the male servants and maid servants of the Lord, God's presence will pour out. We still believe there's wonder-working power in the precious blood of the Lamb. And we believe the Holy Ghost is still alive and well today. Hallelujah. Well. I don't know about you, but I feel like I've been to church. Amen. Almost don't even want to leave church, to be honest with you, but that was not fair to you. But I'm glad I came to church today. Amen. Amen. <laughs> well, glory. <laughs> well, glory. Well, if the Lord's willing, because obviously today he wasn't, next week we will pick up the rest of that chapter in and uh, Psalms 3 of, hold on, help is on the way. Now, I would love to tell you that I was going to hope that when I preached it, the response would be what I just got today. But but I guess I, even if I don't preach it next week, you've already got the answer. <laughs> help is on the way. You didn't need me to tell you after all. God just came by and said, hold on, help is on the way. So you didn't even have to hear the message to know God said, help is on the way today. <laughs> well... I can only say thank you for being in the house of the Lord. Those watching online, I gave you 66 words from the Lord today. Just pick a book and start reading. That's all the word of the Lord you need. He's got plenty to say in his word. For those of you that are in the house today, you felt him. The word made flesh. You felt the Shekinah glory and presence of God. You felt the Lord today. Hallelujah. Immediately following this prayer, I do need to see uh, the Sunday school teachers just for about five minutes. Uh, also, Brother Stan and Miss Brenda, since they kind of do the uh, book work and things for the Sunday school just for about five seconds, I just need to run something by you guys really quick on Sunday school. And the rest of you, uh, when we get done praying, you're free to be dismissed. Uh, please use the hand sanitizer machines. Make sure you're cognizant and cognitive of what other people are comfortable with. Don't get in their personal space if possible. If you can make it back tonight for church at 6, come on back because I believe God can do the same thing this morning, tonight, that he did this morning. I'm waiting on him. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Thank you for being here today. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May he make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you and lift up his countenance upon you and give you the peace of God that surpasses all human understanding. May the words of our mouths and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable and pleasing in your sight, O Lord, our God and our blessed Redeemer. I love you. I'm praying for you. I'm going to so kindly ask Brother Randy to dismiss us in prayer. Don't forget Sunday school teachers and those to meet me afterwards. Everyone else, feel free to dismiss. God bless. Kind Heavenly Father, we do thank you for your presence today. Lord, we thank you for being with us and helping us. Lord, we thank you for what you are going to do as much as what you have done. Lord, thank you and pray you'll continue to be with us as we go to our abodes. Be with us as we come back tonight. Help us this coming week to do as you'd have us to do. For we ask all of this in Jesus' holy precious name.